0: Welcome to the Journey Ahead podcast, Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. I'm Tom from Volume One, which presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, with support from our sponsors, Grace Home Respiratory and All Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Here's your host, Lisa Wells.
1: I'm Lisa Wells, Dementia Care Specialist with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, and you're listening to a podcast on Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. The goal of the podcast is to provide education about aging well, living with dementia, and staying active and healthy in the community. So thank you for joining us. Today we will discuss aging well and the benefits of good nutrition. Healthy eating is important at any age, but becomes even more so as we get older. As well as keeping your body and brain healthy, eating well can also be the key to a positive outlook and better mood. Staying emotionally balanced boost your energy levels and increase your resistance to illness. It's never too late to improve the way you think and feel and improve your diet. And here to help us with this is registered dietitian Pam Kampen with the Greater Wisconsin Agency on Aging Resources. Thank you, Pam, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. So I love to talk about food, and I know you do too. <laughs> so why don't we start, can you maybe share, gosh, what do you... What's your favorite recipe or what's your favorite food?
2: Honestly, I was raised on a farm, so I love all foods. And I was raised with like meat and potato things. Mm -hmm. However, I don't eat a ton of meat just on its own. So some of my favorite things to make are like salmon or chicken, something where I can make extra Mm -hmm. and then use it in a variety of different ways for two or three days afterwards. Mm
1: -hmm. That's a good way to do it. Especially now, you know, people are busy and it's, it's, a, it's a good thing to do. I know when I think about favorite foods, one of the things that I absolutely love and I request it for my birthday every year is meatloaf and scalloped potatoes. And I know that's probably not the healthiest, is it? Or can it be?
2: Well, I'd love that you asked that question because we shouldn't look at food as um, being a villain. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't vilify any food. So, a good way that I'd like to reframe how we think about eating is think about nourishing. So, I always think about instead of it's time to eat, I tell myself it's time to nourish my body. Mm -hmm. So, when I think about scalloped potatoes, for example, you know, usually back in the day we would have made it with whole milk and, Mm -hmm. you know, full fat sour cream or cream. Um, heavy cheeses or processed cheese mm-hmm. even. So a different way to modify that. And I always like to think about how could I modify this a little bit and still keep it healthy? You know, you could um, use a reduced fat cheese, you know, just look for the reduced fat cheeses. Mm-hmm. You can use um, non-fat milk instead of the whole fat milk. You can, instead of um, putting like ham in scalloped potatoes or a gratin potatoes like we would do, Maybe leave that out or Mm -hmm. maybe even add in some greens Mm -hmm. or some veggies. Uh, The other day when I made um, scalloped potatoes, I put in, I sauteed some broccoli and some um, mushrooms Mm -hmm. and whatever. I think I even had some carrots in there and I sauteed those in some olive oil and I added those to it. And it was so delicious. Mm -hmm. So just think of a little
1: bit that way. I I like that. Um, It makes me feel better, too, even as you talk about that, that, you know, I did add some, I do like to add some healthier things. I, I'll make scalloped potatoes with my skim milk and, you know, that reduce fat cheeses. So that's, I like that, that you brought that up. And, you know, as we as we grow older, as we, as we age, um, how, how should we adapt our eating or just maybe kind of do more so what you're saying is trying to add those more nutritious things?
2: Well, great question. So there's a few parts to it. Mm-hmm. One thing to think about is... Um, researching healthy eating plans. Instead of looking at a diet, there's so many eating plans out there that are great because as we get older, most of us will have at least one chronic condition and Mm -hmm. some of us several chronic conditions. And the common denominator of many of those chronic conditions is inflammation. So when we think about what should we be eating as we age, think about eating more fruits and vegetables because every little component in them helps decrease inflammation it has some fiber in it have there's so many nutrients we should think about decreasing our added sugars Mm -hmm. Um, we should think about um, back to those healthy eating plans like maybe the dash diet or the mediterranean diet or the mind diet which actually has been found for brain health benefits and we can talk about that in a little bit Mm -hmm. but um, you need to make sure that you're getting protein at every meal. That's one of the key messages as we age. And continue to eat your three meals throughout the day and also snacks if you can. What happens a lot of times as we get older and we're cooking for just one or one or two um, and we don't have our whole family to cook mm-hmm. for anymore is we eat, we tend to eat maybe one big meal instead of you know our three regular meals. And the issue with that is if you eat just one meal, um, it's a, your body is only able to metabolize a certain amount of nutrients at a time. So for example, calcium, you can only metabolize 500 mm-hmm. milligrams at a time. So by eating protein throughout the day and fiber throughout the day, it helps keep your blood sugar even. Mm-hmm. So actually you have a lot more energy throughout the day, you won't find that you're tired, you'll find that you have more mental clarity, um, you'll, you'll feel better. And your body will be able to absorb and utilize the nutrients. Mm -hmm. Because again, as we age, our bodies get a little bit less efficient at absorbing our nutrients. So Mm -hmm. by eating like protein and try to aim for around 20 grams at each meal. And for example, what does 20 grams of protein look like? Well, just think about seven grams of protein, um, seven, I'm sorry, three ounces of protein, which is like a deck of cards. Um, or Mm -hmm. the palm of your hand would give you about 21 grams of protein. Or for breakfast, say, if you're not um, a big meat eater, you could um, have a Greek yogurt, because most Greek or Icelandic yogurts have around 15 grams of protein just Mm -hmm. for that cup of yogurt. Um, And just I want to mention Icelandic yogurt, if you haven't heard of that kind of yogurt, it's just i don't think i have (laughs) it's it's a different kind of texture than greek yogurt
1: icelandic
2: yeah and there's um different brands out there i'll try not to say any certain brand Mm -hmm. here but um it's a it's a different texture it's actually thicker Mm -hmm. um it's a little bit more like if you like ice cream as a treat at Mm -hmm. night it might be a nice um, option instead of eating ice cream um and when i say that about greek yogurt some people Make a face and they're like, Oh, I've tried Greek yogurt and mm-hmm. I don't like it. And I must say, every Greek yogurt, every different brand that I've tried does have a different taste and flavor to it. Mm-hmm. So if you've tried one Greek yogurt, you've tried one. Yeah. So try a I few think different brands. I think it's a texture brands. thing. Yeah. Maybe. I
1: think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you brought up a couple of things. Um, can, you, can you share what? What types of food would cause inflammation?
2: Yes, thank you. Great question. The biggest one in our American diet is sugar.
1: Okay. Um, yeah.
2: Sugar, uh, saturated fats, um, and white, unproce- uh, unrefined, un- uh, not fortified grains. So mm-hmm. just like typical white bread. And again, I'm not vilifying anything, but try to limit those foods. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you're making a recipe that calls for sugar, try to cut it out at least by a third or even down to a half. Mm -hmm. Um, And you might find that it doesn't change the taste a lot at all. Mm -hmm. And then you have to train your palate. Um, You know, think about how most of us have progressed from whole milk down to 2%, down to 1% or skim, Mm -hmm. or how we've lowered our sodium. And if you do that gradually over time, your palate or your taste change. So, if you've been cutting back on sugar or salt and you eat something that someone else has prepared and it has a regular amount of sugar or salt, it will taste mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. salty or mm-hmm. sweet to you. Yeah. So, sugar is a big cause of inflammation. And, you know, most, and I have a chronic condition that is made worse by inflammation. It's an autoimmune um, disorder. Mm-hmm. And so, when I eat too much sugar, it physically affects me. like My body is so achy and Mm -hmm. sore, my muscles, my joints. So if you have arthritis, for example, which is also an autoimmune um, condition, if you try and really cut back on sugar, um, you'll notice that you feel better. Mm -hmm. With that caveat, though, I will have to say sugar is addictive to us and in our Mm -hmm. brains. So you need to kind of wean yourself off of it. Otherwise, you might mm-hmm. have like
1: withdrawal. <laughs> right, right. But I know that, you know, like for myself too, it's like if I, if I eat badly, I feel badly. Absolutely. You know, I, I really, I do. I, I can really, I can tell. So, okay, so foods that, have, that can cause inflammation, you said sugar, saturated fats, white bread, yeah. Flour, huh? things like that. Yep. White flowers. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and something else too, you know, I I think I should know these things. Um, but sometimes I don't always remember. But, you know, you mentioned protein, fibers, carbs. What are some what are some what those types of foods? I mean, I know protein, like protein is like chicken and eggs and yogurt, but then where else do you get protein? And what about like Carbs, and I know carbs. I think of pasta. I, I just automatically go to pasta, um, but I don't know if if people always know these different types of, you know, what they are.
2: Oh, it's so. Thank you for asking that. And just to mention, the dietary guidelines, the twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty five dietary guidelines were just released, and they are out now. And one of the key messages they are stressing is that we need a variety of protein foods. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned, most people think of meat, cheese, mm-hmm. dairy, um, but you might not think of beans. And when I'm talking about beans, I'm not talking about green beans. I'm talking about like black beans, pinto beans, mm-hmm. um, chickpeas, or garbanzo beans, um,
3: kidney beans, mm-hmm. right? All mm-hmm. of those
2: things of beans are a great source of protein and a great source of fiber. Also, don't forget about nuts. and seeds. Mm -hmm. Um, Just kind of look for the ones that are not salted or lower (laughs) in salt. Those are the best ones though. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Um, But you know with that said you can you know even roast your own nuts and seeds Mm -hmm. and then you can add in your salt-free seasonings like maybe your herb I have like a nice garlic herb blend that I like to put on instead of salt. So you can still add a lot of flavor without salt. Mm -hmm. Um, But those are sources of protein. And then don't forget about soy foods. Mm -hmm. Um, Soy is a great source of protein.
3: Uh, I didn't know that. mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And so uh, seafood, fish. uh, Actually, in the dietary guidelines, they were saying that 90% of Americans don't get enough seafood in their diet. And what if sh- you
1: don't like seafood? Right, That's the problem. Right,
2: right. And my daughter is one who doesn't care for seafood. So if you don't, um, like myself, I take a, a fish oil supplement um, just because it helps decrease mm-hmm. inflammation in my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really good source of omega-3 fatty acids. But if you don't like fish, maybe look for the fish that aren't as quote unquote fishy. Mm-hmm. Um some people tend to like maybe a white fish better than maybe a salmon or something has a stronger smell to it,
3: mm-hmm.
2: or a stronger taste to it. Um, mm-hmm. And those those are the main sources of protein.
1: Okay, and then you know carbs. That's
2: oh pasta. Yes. What else? <laughs> right, right. So again, um, we all think of rice and pasta yep. and mm-hmm. bread and cereals. Um, but also, you know, actually, fruits and veggies are a source of carbohydrates, um, and so we tend to think of like the 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 grains as only being the carbs. Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
2: but there's also quinoa is mm. a, is a lovely carbohydrate that a lot of people don't think of. Um, because, I love quinoa, so right? good. Mm-hmm. And number one, you know that funny commercial on TV. You don't even know how to pronounce it, um, but it's <laughs> it's quinoa. And the nice thing about it, it is a good source of protein as well. Mm-hmm. So if you're like making a hot dish or something, and you want to cut down on your red meats, um, mm-hmm. which is which tend to be sources of saturated fat or trans fats, um, saturated fats, then maybe use less red meat, but then use like a, like a quinoa or um, in there, and mm-hmm. maybe some beans mm-hmm. um, to kind of up the protein
1: and add a little variety. Mm-hmm. You had talked a little bit about, um, you know, we've talked about nutrients and and vitamins. And as we get older, you know, something that we don't get a lot of here in Wisconsin is vitamin D. And so what are some, how else can you get, I mean, milk, vitamin D? I know sunshine is the big one, right? Um, But what are some, you have some good foods that we can get our vitamin D from?
2: Vitamin D is tricky because um, it's fortified in a a lot of our dairy products Mm -hmm. because, you know, back in the day there was rickets um, and rickets was because of vitamin D deficiency. So that's when they started fortifying our milk with vitamin D. So, you know, if you drink a dairy, either dairy milk or soy milk, um, make sure that it's fortified with vitamin D. Um, Natural sources of vitamin D um, are... uh, Oh, I'm spacing right now on that. Mm -hmm. My apologies. Um, But the biggest source of vitamin D for us is probably either the sun. But like you said, um, we live in a um, latitude where we don't get enough sun from Mm -hmm. November to about April um, for it to be synthesized on our skin. So what you want to do with vitamin D is talk to your healthcare provider about getting a vitamin D blood test and see where you're at with your vitamin D level. Because most Americans don't get enough vitamin D naturally. And also as we get older, um, our skin is not able to synthesize vitamin D as well Mm -hmm. and convert it into the active form. So many of us may need a vitamin D supplement, but instead of you just deciding on your own how much vitamin D to take, which right now the dietary... Um, allowance is around 800 to 1000 international units. Mm -hmm. But that may not be enough for you, depending if you're very deficient. So by having the blood level tested, you can work with your health care provider to Mm -hmm. get the appropriate amount that you need. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah.
2: So the main sources, food sources of vitamin D are um, look mainly for the uh, fortified dairy products. Okay, okay. Or now, or now actually juice. Some juices are being fortified with vitamin D and calcium.
1: Mm-hmm. You just got to watch the sugar probably content yes. with the juices, right? Yes, yes. Absolutely. absolutely. Yep. So uh, we're going to take a little break here, Pam. When we come back, um, can we talk about maybe some brain-healthy foods? I would love that. And I think two mood? Yes. Uh, mood foods, is that the right? Is that a good term? Food to and mood, yes. Food and mood. Yes. Yeah, Let's let's talk about that when we come back.
0: I want to take a moment to talk about one of our sponsors, all-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Mobility challenges don't have to mean leaving the home that you love. All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions specializes in residential and commercial elevators, stair lifts, scooters, and more. The All-Star team offers a free home assessment, and they can help you find the products you need to get around your home and the rest of the world safely and effectively. For example, they have more than 100 scooters in stock, so you'll be sure to find one that meets your needs. You'll find All-Star right here in the Chippewa Valley on Halley Road in Chippewa Falls. And they've got locations in Hudson and La Crosse, too. Learn more by calling All-Star at 715-598-7511 or by visiting allstarmobilityllc.com or allstarelevatorllc.com. Now, back to the podcast.
1: Well, welcome back. We have dietitian Pam Van Kampen with us today. Uh, we're talking about the benefits of good nutrition as we age, and so, Pam, let's talk about brain healthy foods. Um, you know, brain health is a is a hot topic, and so, what are some good foods that we can incorporate uh, into our into our day to day diet?
2: Oh, I love this question, and it will it hopefully will perk everyone's interest because all of us want to stay mentally sharp, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, research has been done on a diet called the Mind Diet. And MIND stands for the Mediterranean DASH Intervention for Neurodegenerative Delay. So it's much easier to say MIND yeah, diet. say MIND, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and usually it includes fruits and vegetables. Of course, you can't go wrong with fruits and vegetables. They're good for our mind. And remember, what's good for your heart is good for your mind. Mm-hmm. So heart healthy, um, brain healthy, whole grains, um, legumes and the beans, nuts, fish, of course, um, but what I really, really love to think about is remember three words, berries, beans, and leafy greens mm. in the mind diet, those, and you can skip when you, you know, say berries, beans, and leafy greens, <laughs> um, it just think about eating those three foods every day or incorporating those into the foods we eat every day. Those are the three foods that they found um, in addition to all these other healthy foods that um, make a difference. And the fruit that they've studied Uh, um, the one that had the biggest benefit for the brain was berries. And so, you know, we live in Wisconsin. We have a beautiful variety of berries. But don't think just about fresh berries. Frozen are just as fine. They're picked at the um, peak of freshness. So frozen berries. Mm -hmm. Um, And then think about berries, beans, leafy greens. How can you get those each day? So, for example, I always put a pile of spinach on my plate. Um, because I like food, and I like to eat volume, and I like to feel full. So I put like a big pile of spinach, probably two cups of mm-hmm. fresh spinach, under like everything I eat. So if I'm having pasta that night, I'll put some pasta on top. Or if I'm having um, meatloaf or whatever you mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. that you were talking about, yeah. I'll put that right on top of the spinach, and then I just incorporate and eat that all together. So, you know, or you can, of course, make a salad once a day, And you can make such easy, um, brain-healthy salad would be just some uh, spinach or any leafy green that you like, romaine, a spring blend. And then a package of tuna. They come in all sorts of different flavors Mm -hmm. now. And then just put the tuna on, some berries that you may have in your freezer um, or fresh and put those on there. I like to add a little bit of cheese because we're in Wisconsin. So, um, but instead of burying the salad, I like to think of it as more as a garnish. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, you really don't have to add a dressing to that. Um, But if you wanted to, you could add a little bit of olive oil with a little lemon juice or a Mediterranean um, Greek type of dressing. And that will fill you up and your brain will be so happy. And if you want to throw some beans on there, Feel free, and then you'll have all the food groups in there.
1: Um, See, I think the, I can do the berries, I can do the leafy greens. I I know I put uh, spinach in my um, smoothies every day, but the beans, Now I'm not sure. Oh, I like beans, but how do I incorporate that in, you know, every day?
2: Yeah, well, lots of people have that same question. Um, So think about, okay, if you're making taco meat, for example, Instead of using all hamburger, substitute half the hamburger for beans. Mm. Uh, black beans are great in there. Um and they have a firmer texture and then just mm-hmm. season those all up so they all have that seasoning. Um, some people hate the texture of beans, so they make them into hummus. You can make mm-hmm. hummus out of any kind of bean. It just mm-hmm. just doesn't have to be chickpeas or gorbanzo beans. I actually don't like gorbanzo beans. So I'd like to make a black bean hummus. Mm -hmm. It's going to look a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, but a little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can think about using them that way. Or if you enjoy baking, and again, I was raised on a farm, we had a dessert every day. Mm -hmm. Um, We worked really hard and we had a dessert. So there are so many recipes out there where you actually puree up beans, um, cannellini beans. pinto beans different kinds on um, mm-hmm. the recipes will call for you puree them up or you know most of us have heard of black bean brownies mm-hmm. and the beans can be used in place of the fat and in place of the oil so you take out all those calories from fat and oil and you replace it with beans and it gives you the texture that you want but it also gives you fiber and protein so maybe before you would have made a pan of brownies and You know, ate way too many of them and felt bad. (laughs) But now if you substitute like the beans in and make um, a baked good, actually, you'll be surprised at how satisfied and full you'll feel on a smaller serving. Mm -hmm. So I I am a big fan of
1: using beans in baked goods. Well, those are some those are some good suggestions for sure. How about some of the foods that I know, you know, I've heard I've heard the mind diet. I know there's some foods that we should limit as well. Yes, yes.
3: (laughs)
2: <laughs> yep. So on the MIND diet, you should um, limit like red meat, um, full fat cheeses. Um, so again, usually when you pick a white cheese, it's lower in fat, but for sure, just read the label and look for a reduced fat or mm-hmm. non-fat um, cheese.
1: I think it's, is it um, faster fried food?
2: Oh yes, absolutely. Fried foods. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But you know, the beautiful thing about technology these days, they have those air fryers, right? Oh, so if yeah. you like the yep. idea of a fried something. Um, Again, not not to vilify it, let's see how we can make anything work. Instead of deep frying it, think about air frying it. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I think the last one, um, butter. Oh, Uh, butter, or margarine. Yeah, the saturated fats. Yes. Yeah, but that's kind of uh, again, well, limiting, right? Limiting. Yes, yes. Again, uh, we live
2: in Wisconsin, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, people it, love the taste of butter and margarine. So, again, if you can be satisfied and with a small amount, instead of burying the bread on it, maybe mm-hmm. you know, just put a light uh, coat of the butter mm-hmm. on it,
1: right? And <clears throat> you don't need to lather it on,
2: right? Right. Yeah. And there are some like uh, like different blends of butter and margarine that are heart healthier. Um, so don't be afraid to spend a little bit of time in the grocery store reading labels
3: because
2: mm-hmm. um, they have the omega-3 um, oils or they're made with olive oil. So kind of look for some of those alternatives. But yes, saturated fats in general, like, mm-hmm. you know, don't use lard um, <laughs> or the bacon grease, uh, some of those things. Mm-hmm.
1: Although the bacon grease sometimes is, you just have to use it for something. But, yeah, it does yeah. give
2: it its own property. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs>
1: Uh, let's let's talk about mood and food. Yeah. I know you like that topic. So what what should we know about mood and food? Yeah, well there's a great book by Elizabeth Summers called
2: um Eat Your Way to Happiness. And that was a book that I read I don't know a few years ago and it kind of was life-changing and it just talks a lot about what we're talking about today. You know, how food definitely impacts your mood and how it can make you feel better. Um and, and what they talk about mainly are just thinking about whole foods. How mm-hmm. what how can I incorporate more real foods into my diet? So, you know, it, it's fruits and vegetables and whole grains, everything that's on the my plate. Um, if you eat that way, you're going to be happier because you're cutting down on the things that cause inflammation. And not just inflammation, but depression. Mm-hmm. And it also is really important to eat mindfully because that's a... A problem that a lot of us have as Americans, especially, is we'll be watching TV. So for example, or or eating when we're not focusing on what we're doing. So um, a good thing to think about is eat mindfully, uh, eat slowly, chew your food, measure out things instead of eating the whole bag of chips while you're mm-hmm. doing something. Mm-hmm. Or if you're going to have a cookie, you know, sit down at the table and j- enjoy smell it. it. Yeah. Yes. And and just eat it slowly. And just really savor every bite. And, you know, one tip in, uh, that I heard someone say was use like a baby spoon, like when you're having like a really decadent dessert mm-hmm. and just eat it slowly. Because um, there's certain things that make you, dark chocolate can right. does have things in it that makes you happy. So, you know, if you want to have some dark chocolate, again, try to buy the smaller individual bars and actually, you'll find the higher the percentage of cacao that makes it, the darker the chocolate, the less that you'll need to eat to be satisfied. Mm. And, you know, you can do an experiment by like a, a, a candy bar that's uh, really a high percentage of dark chocolate and one that's milk chocolate. Mm-hmm. And I, I challenge you to see if you could just break off a small square of the milk chocolate and be as
1: satisfied as you would be with a small square mm-hmm. of the darker chocolate. Um, you know, I can't even eat milk chocolate anymore mm-hmm. because I, I switched over to dark chocolate. I mean, if I were to eat something, it's just so sweet mm-hmm. now for me. But as we're, as we're speaking, Pam, I have a piece of dark chocolate in front of me mm-hmm. that I was going to eat after this podcast today. So it's just looking at me in the face. Um, but I'm glad that you brought that up, that it's okay to eat. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. And like I said, I was raised on a farm. We had dessert after mm-hmm. every
2: meal. So just psychologically, I'd like to have that little bit of sweetness, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's either that small piece of dark chocolate and again, savoring it and smelling it and letting all your senses be yes. engaged and, and celebrating it,
3: mm-hmm. right? Food
2: should be celebrated right. and not, you know, you shouldn't feel bad and like, oh, I'm going to have to eat this in the closet mm-hmm. or something. Um but again, you don't want to feel guilty. No, don't feel guilty. But just think about smaller portion, mm-hmm. um, and then just do pay attention to how food makes you feel, mm-hmm. um, and and that again goes back to eating mindfully. And some people journal um, and write mm-hmm. down, you know, I ate I ate a bunch of ice cream, or I ate a bunch of whatever, and this is why I ate it because I was stressed about whatever, mm-hmm. and then maybe they'll next day they'll say, okay. Now I'm going to try like the Icelandic yogurt and mm-hmm. eat that instead. And maybe instead of putting caramel on it, I'm going to add some fruit to it. Mm-hmm. And note how that made you feel, especially immediately after or an hour or two after. Um, because if you eat poorly, like you said, um, you're going to feel poorly.
1: Yeah. Um, yep.
2: And in feeling poorly is lack of energy. Um, you're tired, you fall asleep, you feel sluggish. Mm-hmm. Um and, uh, you know, like that saying, a body emotion tends to stay emotion. Mm-hmm. I always like to think, you know, about if I'm eating well, then I'm energizing and nourishing my cells and my body. Mm-hmm. I, our bodies are not a laundry chute. Everything that we put into that body, our bodies, right. is utilized and absorbed in one way or another, for mm-hmm. better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, just be thoughtful and pay attention to how food makes you feel.
1: You had talked about, um, I think a really good resource you talked about my plate mm-hmm. can you tell folks what that is yeah my plate choose
2: my plate is from the um, federal government and it's that's uh it's got a picture of like a plate and it's broken into four sections and a half of the plate is fruits and vegetables a fourth of the plate is grains and they encourage you you to eat at least half of your grains as whole grains so you know if you instead of white rice, brown rice, and Mm -hmm. there's instant brown rice now. Um, And then the other fourth of your plate is your protein source. And then up at the top of your plate is your, is your milk or your dairy source. And again, if you don't like um, milk uh, Mm -hmm. from a cow, you can get your fortified soy milk. Um, And then it's actually got a fork right beside it on the symbol. And that fork means Put the fork down occasionally when you're eating. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Take a pause. Mm -hmm. Let your mind and your body catch up. Because, you know, they say 20 minutes for your stomach to tell your brain that you're full. So if we slow down, put our fork down occasionally, you know, drink some water while we're eating. Um, And I always like to think about hydration pairings too, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But that's what my plate is. And they actually check out their website. It's uh, choosemyplate.gov. And they have a new thing called um, My Plate Kitchen, which I'm really excited about. Um, just Google My Plate Kitchen and you'll find like a ton of recipes and videos and handouts and information. And um, it's a great new mm. resource. And it's also um, part of My Plate and from USDA.
1: Oh, that sounds really good. Mm-hmm. I know for me, um, when I'm trying to figure out what to make. Um, you know, I love looking at new recipes, but still, you know, I'll look at my pantry and sometimes my pan you know, I'll look in there, Pam, and my pantry's full, mm-hmm. but yet I'm like, oh, I just have no idea what to make. Mm-hmm. You know, isn't there, I remember a while ago, you, you I think you gave me a resource on, mm-hmm. um, you know, making things from your pantry. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be a good resource for our seniors to know about.
2: Sure. And I, I think so too. I think it's a great, because we all have that. We open mm-hmm. up our pantry and like, what the heck are we making? Or we go to the um, food pantry and we get a bunch of something and we don't Mm -hmm. know what to do with it. So foodhero.org, foodhero.org, it's from Oregon State University. They have uh, the ability where you can search by recipe or you can search by ingredient. Mm -hmm. So if you have, you know, like Brussels sprouts or whatever, but they also have um, pantry recipes. So you can just click on their pantry recipes and they'll give you all sorts of different ways to use those crazy pinto beans or, mm-hmm. you know, That's your tomatoes what yeah. or whatever, yeah. right? So foodhero.org. And, and the nice thing is you just click on nutrition information and it tells you, you know, that it gives you actually a, a food label. Mm-hmm. So if you want to know that information um, also, all the recipes are um, pretty short ingredient list. Mm-hmm. They're common ingredients. They're affordable ingredients and those are all key things that sometimes can be barriers for us trying new things. Sure. And and the hope is even if you go there and just look around that you'll get excited and get some new ideas mm-hmm. about different foods or different ways to combine the foods that you have in your pantry and and you know it's, it's most of us tend to eat the same foods all the time and when we do that we're not getting the variety of nutrients that we need. So it's beautiful to eat seasonally as well Mm -hmm. um, and think of it that way. But then also remember, open up your spice cabinet where your herbs and seasonings are. And even if you're having like that crazy just rice or brown rice, instead of just having it plain, think about, okay, what different seasonings can I add to that to give it a different flavor? Mm -hmm. Um, And then also think about, okay, I have my pantry and I have some canned soup. Well, instead of just eating that can of soup by itself, open up another can of beans and put in with that soup yeah! or get your freezer and get some of your frozen veggies and throw in with that soup or get some of your dark greens that are in your fridge and throw in with the soup. And the great thing about adding the produce to your soup or or a hot dish is that uh, all of the water soluble vitamins that are in there are going to be eaten by you in that soup Mm -hmm. Um, versus, you know, having them boiled away and then you throw the water down the drain. Mm -hmm. So that's also something to think about. So pantries can be great, like as a
1: base for recipes, um, and then just add to them. Mm -hmm. You know, Pam, I wish my brain could think like yours. (laughs) Just coming up with all these great ideas. And I know, you know, for me, the struggle is really, you mentioned about how we eat the same foods. You know, it seems like every week I'm just kind of trying to think, what else can I make? What else can I make? I can, you know, it's like kind of the standard: the the spaghetti, the tacos, you know, the meatloaf, or you know, we do have a salad once in a while. But just trying to come up with some new ideas. And so I love some of these things that you've mentioned. So just a, a recap: so foodhero.org, and the other one is my choosemyplate.gov. Yep, and my plate kitchen. My plate kitchen.
2: And, and, and mm-hmm. eatright.org, also from the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, they, they are a great resource. They're, you know, they're the nutrition professionals. Mm-hmm. And then I have one other resource, and it's not necessarily recipe-related, but it's nutrient-related mm-hmm. because all of us are like, okay, you need more B12, you need vitamin D. Right. Why the heck do you need that? What are the food sources? Um, so if you look up the Office of Dietary Supplements – um, all one word. Uh, well, Google Office of Dietary Supplements. Okay. And the website is actually ods.od.nih.gov. Mm-hmm. And that you can look um by fact sheets. They have alphabetized fact sheets. So on every vitamin, mineral, um, but also, so you know, you can look at vitamin A, vitamin D, but you can also look up you know, should I take um, this kind of supplement? Where are the mm-hmm. pros and cons? And they list uh, what the the nutrient does, or this or the herb or the supplement does. They list the research behind it, mm-hmm. um, and they also list um, like the amounts that are safe.
1: Okay, so oh, it's that a sounds great, really good.
2: great website. Great. Yes.
1: Well, Pam, this is such good information. I'm just jotting things down as as we're talking. I always learn. I mean, I've heard you so many times, but I always learn something new. And so let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's finish up with uh, talking about, you know, if if, uh, a senior is having trouble affording nutritious meals, how do do they get around that? What are some things that they can do for that? Okay, sure. We'll do that when we
0: come back. We'll get back to the podcast in a minute, but first I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Grace Home Respiratory. We're excited to have their support for the podcast because just like us, they're locally owned and operated. If you or someone you care about needs medical equipment or supplies, wheelchairs, walkers, hospital beds, portable oxygen concentrators, even CPAPs and BiPAPs, Grace Home Respiratory is right there to help. They're committed to helping you live a life of independence. They realize that shopping for the specialty medical products you need can be a challenge, which is why being locally owned and operated is key. They do everything in-house from their location right in Altoona. So if you have a question about billing or anything else, you know you'll be talking to someone from just down the road. Find out more about Grace Home Respiratory online at ghr-ec.com or you can call them toll-free at 877-230-1622. Now, Back to the podcast.
1: So Pam, one thing that we haven't talked about is uh, added sugar. You know, we see that a lot in um, some of the foods that we eat, you know, the packages, the cans. Um, So what, you know, what should we know about added sugar?
2: The beautiful thing about added sugar is now we actually can see where it's at. Um, It's required to be listed on the food label as added sugar. Mm -hmm. So even when you look at that, you're like, okay, so what's that mean? So in general, think about um, each gram of sugar has four calories. So what we recommend is we limit the total amount of calories we get per day from added sugar to about 250 to 350 calories of added sugars. So 350 calories of added sugar would be 22 teaspoons of sugar. And you're like, I don't add that much to my coffee. Mm
3: -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm.
2: But we have to think about how much added sugar is in the foods we eat. Mm -hmm. Things like ketchup. Uh, spaghetti and that sauce stuff you don't even think about right barbecue sauce i was right. looking at the barbecue sauce in my refrigerator and two tablespoons of this honey barbecue sauce had 15 grams of added wow. sugar mm-hmm. right so um l- make sure that you read the label and if you have time compare the products most um, products are decreasing the amount of added sugar they have in them mm-hmm. for this very reasons because it's now required to be listed on the label But if you have the opportunity, try to choose one of those that's lower in added sugar. Mm -hmm. And then again, don't add sugar. And when we talk about added sugar, it's just like the um, sugar that doesn't have any nutrients in it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not like from natural sources, right? right? Like fruits and vegetables have sugar in them, Mm -hmm. but they also have vitamins and fiber. So those are not counted as added sugar. It's just mainly kind of the, just the, you know, white, brown, all those kind of sugars that don't have any nutrients mm-hmm. that can really add up on calories and sadly 70% or higher of um, Americans are overweight or obese mm-hmm. so just by cutting down on some added sugars and or substituting like I was talking about before, Cut down the amount of sugar in the recipe, or try some of these uh, sugar-free um, options. Mm-hmm. Um, that can go a long way. Right. Just be aware of the added sugars. That, and you know, the biggest place that they're at are in the the beverages that we mm-hmm. drink. So <laughs> a lot of times we'll want like a little flavoring of something, but instead of drinking, you know, like a sweetened beverage, think about drinking water with some fruit in it mm-hmm. or a vegetable in it it gives it a different flavor um, without
1: adding any uh, added sugar. Right, right. And that's always good to do. I love lemon lines, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even cucumbers, Mm -hmm. strawberries. I mean, just like you said, a little added flavor to Mm -hmm. our water.
2: Even ginger root, Mm. you know, different herbs that you can put in there Mm -hmm. as well. And just, again, we want to create excitement around eating and drinking
1: healthy things. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking a little bit about water. What about, what about hydration? You know, I know that we're supposed to drink lots of water, but you know, what is the standard?
2: Yeah. You know, so a lot of, especially as we get older, we tend to kind of live chronically dehydrated. Mm -hmm. So we should have, um, if you weigh around 150 pounds, you should, for example, have around 50 ounces of water, which would be around six, eight ounce glasses of water a day. Um, so we don't want to overhydrate, but we mm-hmm. don't want to underhydrate. So I always think instead of a wine pairing with each of your meals, think about what's my hydration pairing <laughs> gonna be for this meal, right? That sounds a little um, better than
1: drinking <laughs> water.
2: So you know, like you talked about, it can be a fruit juice if it's a hundred percent fruit juice. And if you don't care for wine, make it a, a red a grape juice, hundred um, percent fruit juice and that you'll get the health benefits of red wine but without the alcohol Mm -hmm. um or do you want a tea do you want a hot tea do you want an iced tea are you going to have a soup you know back in the day when you went out to eat you would get a little bowl of like soup or you get a little glass of like tomato juice mm-hmm. um, before the meal started. And they didn't have these huge appetizers that we have no. nowadays that Gosh. could be a meal on their mm-hmm. own. So, you know, sometimes sometimes it's nice to start the meal with a little bit of something that has fluid in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then or think about um, what v- fruit or vegetable might I eat? For example, lettuce and watermelon mm-hmm. are really high in, in water, water. Yeah. Right? So... Um, uh, or just coffee or coffee has some benefits, right? Because Mm -hmm. of the coffee beans. Um,
1: Well, that makes me very happy. Yeah.
3: So, So, yes.
2: Again, we don't want to vilify any food. There's, there's, there's health benefits to things, but again, just limit the amount that you're having, um, or maybe switch to decaffeinated Mm -hmm. later in the day, but, um, uh, hydrate oh teas different kinds of teas can be a great way to add variety and hydration and you know what what sometimes when i'm craving something and when i need comfort that i might be reaching for some food to shove in my mm-hmm. face what i'll reach for instead and i found very comforting is a hot beverage oh um, sure so mm-hmm. because if you drink it slowly and it, it can be comforting and just kind of warm your soul if you will and there's another book by uh, Linda Spangle. It's called, um, oh, I'm going to forget the title mm-hmm. of it. But it, she talks about um, you might be having a heart hunger or a head hunger. Mm. And like when you're hungry, you have a heart hunger, you, you want comfort foods, mm-hmm. Right. Um, And heck, you know, we made that mac and cheese that had that blenderized cauliflower in it, and and, uh, instead of all just cheese. And Mm -hmm. so you can make those comfort foods in a variety of ways. But then, you know, if you're having head hunger, that's something like where you're really like angry and you're, you just need something to crunch on. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes you might be reaching for like a, like a candy bar or something to give yep. you that so instead try Ouch. reaching for it like for a carrot or a celery that you can just take out that aggression on if you will
1: so that that oh. would be some healthy snacking <laughs> yes. then, right yes yes we can we can do healthy snacking
2: yes yeah we can do and then i'm sorry back to hydration you know um some signs of dehydration are like dry mouth um if your urine's dark color mm-hmm. if you're getting like really uh, dizzy or feeling fatigued or um feeling forgetful Um, or irritable um, it could be a sign that you're dehydrated so like I said just make sure you try to have your fluid with each meal and then regularly throughout the day Um, if you're around 150 pounds six ounces a glass of six glasses of eight ounce Mm -hmm. size
1: per day and uh, yeah those that's with water that sounds that sounds easy to do, I think. I yes. mean, you know, that's something we can do. I know that I'm constantly filling up my my water because I, I I just find in the wintertime I get more thirsty because it's so dry.
2: That's right. It's true.
1: Pam, we've got just a couple of minutes here and I'd like to end with, um, you know, you work for GWAR and um, can you talk about, you know, if, a, if a, an older adult is maybe having um, some difficulty, you know, affording some good meals, um, what what might be some of their options?
2: Well, thank you. Our, um, the, all of our funding comes from Older Americans Act, our majority of our funding. So the meals that we provide at the ADRC throughout the state and then aging units throughout the state all have to follow the um, requirements for our meal pattern. And so our meals from home-delivered meals to senior dining... Um, are all uh, approved by registered dietitians. Mm -hmm. They have to meet uh, dietary guidelines, so they have 1200 milligrams of sodium or less. They have around 700 calories per meal. They have around 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. Mm. Um, They're low in fat. Um, They have at least eight grams of fiber. we try to, uh, substitute fruit instead of dessert. Mm -hmm. Although we do know that people love their desserts. So when we have desserts, we try to incorporate desserts that are, um, that are, have fruit in them Mm -hmm. or, or modified in a way that, um, have a vegetable in them. Um, and, and so the older Americans act pro meals from your ADRC are a great way, Um, The Older Americans Act requires that the meals be offered on a donation basis so Mm -hmm. that you have the opportunity to contribute toward the cost of the meal, um, what you can afford. Um, And, you know, you won't be denied a meal if you can't donate. But, um, you know, all the donations go back into the program Mm -hmm. to help assure that we can um, afford the food. And you know a lot of the kitchens in here in Eau Claire and Chippewa, the meals are provided from scratch are right. made from scratch. Mm-hmm. So they are not just you know processed food. So there's something to be said about the nutrient value of those. Mm-hmm. And then in addition to those meals, you know, make sure you check out other community meals that are available. Some restaurants, you know, uh, offer meals on a donation basis. Um, so you can check those out. Uh, You know the community table, Mm -hmm. the food pantries. Um, You know, if if you need assistance with food, don't be afraid or embarrassed to um, apply for food share. Mm -hmm. Um, Food share is a great way for you to. um, Used to be called food stamps, but now it's food share, and you just get a a card and a number, and um, it's a great way to get produce or things that are meat. Um, all those healthy foods that a lot of times people say, well, I don't eat because I can't afford them. Mm -hmm. Well, this could be a way for you to afford those nowadays. You can also order your groceries online. So no one would even know that you're using that. Mm -hmm. So again, talk to the ADRC and, and they can, um, the elder Ben, elder Ben spec can, um, get you set up with, um, applying for food Mm -hmm. share. Um, and also, you know, the um, Food Bank also has representatives that help people apply for a food
1: share. We have so many great resources in the area here. Um, we do. And, uh, yeah, we, like you said, we're just really fortunate. And so, uh, yeah, give give the Aging and Disability Resource Center a call if you've got any questions about that. And I want to thank you, Pam, so much for uh, being with us today and talking about just the many benefits of good food, uh, you know, <laughs> Just learning about simple things like protein and um, carbs and grains and i you know i know some of these things but uh, it's just a good reminder uh, especially about the inflammation and uh, what, what are some things that cause inflammation in our bodies uh, the mind diet was so good and, and just some of the extra resources on um, some of the websites and i love that i'm going to go home and i'm going to try is islandic icelandic icelandic yogurt mm-hmm. that's that's a new one um, and I love the idea of hydration pairing instead of... <laughs> it's just a, more of a positive way of, of drinking, drinking water. Um, but thank you again for, for being with us and sharing your expertise and knowledge on good nutrition as we age. Thank you, Pam.
2: Thank you. It's my
3: pleasure.
0: This is Tom from Volume 1. Thanks again to Lisa and to her guest, and thanks to you for joining us for the Journey Ahead podcast. Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. Volume 1 presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, and it's all made possible by Grace Home Respiratory and All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Learn more about this and our other podcasts at volume1.org.